Hey everybody and welcome back to a brand new episode of Mainstream Boys. Yeah, with a Z. Get your popcorn ready, crack open an ice cold cherry coke, and sit back and relax as Jonathan and Spencer break down the new release films of the week. This week we watched Nicolas Cage in Willy's Wonderland and Daniel Kaluuya in Judas and the Black Messiah. I didn't really pay attention. I was really bad at science class, although I really do think science is cool. I'm, I was really bad at retaining the information about it and representing didn't it. Didn't you tests. take a AP history and then, like, didn't get, don't, like, a four don't. on the final exam and, like, it didn't count as taking the class? Because I remember you telling you me to that. Mention, dude. No, well, no, I mean, it's, it's fun. Cause I just remember you telling me that and being like, seriously? Like, that's bullshit. I took one AP class senior year, which I really should have just not tried senior year. I totally could have, and we still would have gone to the same school, same everything. It wouldn't have mattered. But, yeah, I took, yeah, I took your class. Book. You took fucking – I was so <laughs> jealous of your senior year. I was like, are you fucking yeah. kidding me? You're basically I got to have, like, two hours thing. off in the middle of the day. It was awesome. <laughs> it was a great no. senior year. Yeah, I got a two on my AP history final after working really hard all year and uh, didn't get the credit. So it's like I didn't even take the class. Did you study for the final? Yeah, like extensively. Really? <laughs> it was yeah, really I would have failed. Yeah. I definitely would have failed. So, and I was in the class with like the people who are at like the top of my class, like number one, number two, number three. Yeah, of course, it was like me. <laughs> like, what am I even doing here? Because <laughs> um, I was so middle middle range with everybody in school. But yeah, uh, you know, that's uh, why we talk about movies. You're on. Yeah, did you watch boys. anything this weekend? Um, other than these films, I did not. Other than some South Park, I did watch some South Park. Uh, like late at night after after playing some video games with you. Interesting. I still managed to watch a couple of uh, random films on top of these ones. One of them was a brand new watch. The other one was a rewatch. And I don't know if you've seen this movie, but if you haven't seen this movie, highly suggest it. It was my third time watching it, and it gets okay. better and better each time. It's Beginners. I You've recommended that. Doesn't that have uh, Ewan McGregor? Okay. Donald Sutherland in an Oscar-winning supporting role. He won the Oscar. Like I think he's the oldest person to receive the Oscar. I can picture the poster. It's literally like six people standing in a straight line with black text uh, that says "Beginners" across you, the top. Yeah, yeah, something. yeah. Pretty <laughs> so. much. And yeah, it's Ewan McGregor and um, the uh, Melanie Laurent from um, *Inglorious Bastards*. Ooh. I think, okay. possibly. It's a great movie. That's it's a it's movie just I it's need to unique. Actually. It's interesting. Um, I definitely would recommend Beginners if you have not seen that. And if anyone's listening, Beginners, it's a great film. Just very charming. Uh, you know, looks at life at a different point of view. I like it. It's a, it, great, it's a good uh, movie. Great recommendation to begin the podcast, Spencer. Oh, yeah. See what I did there? Uh, and what was the first time watch? <laughs> first time watch was uh, Disney Pixar's Onward. It was a 2020 oh, catch-up movie that I just hadn't seen. Uh, and I figured, I, you know, I haven't seen it. i got to watch it. And I was, time. Uh, I was disappointed by it. It just, it was very just paint by the numbers for me. I mean, I could kind of see where the plot was going. The brother aspect was touching, like with the, the dad stuff was very, very touching. Was just overall, weird? the movie the was, it seemed, it just, it seemed like a DreamWorks movie or like, 
Ooh. I don't know, like a, like a Sony animated movie. It didn't, see, it didn't feel like a Pixar movie to me. Um, whereas Soul completely fit the, like, totally the Pixar uh, yeah. category for me. Um, it checked the boxes more. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think some people definitely will love Onward. I wouldn't be surprised. And I think it mainly did pretty well. Like, a lot of people liked it. I just, you know, I didn't love it. Yeah, for that one, I, I remember I was like, all right, it's Pixar. Let's go see it. And my dad was like, that looks stupid. And then we didn't go see oh, it. So, uh, okay. yeah, so Steven really had, uh, yeah, he, he put his foot down for that, for Onward. So, yeah, I probably won't check it out. But eh, here we are, Spencer, uh, back on Mainstream Boys. You with your sweatshirt, me with my Hershey's chocolate T-shirt. You ready to talk about uh, the new release films of the week? Yeah, I watched them. Oh, you did? Okay. Well, anyways, welcome back to Mainstream Boys. This is the show where we uh, grab a big bucket of popcorn, maybe a nice cold cherry Coke. Um, Spencer... When's the last time you had candy? Um, technically today it was Valentine's Day. I had one of those like like um those heart candies that like have a little like saying on them, and they're like very sugary. Oh, uh, what the fuck? But they're Love really hearts? hard. What are they called? Yeah, uh, I, something like that. You know, the very traditional how, uh, Valentine's Day candy. They taste um, terrible. They're awful. No, they're, yeah, they, they all have different flavors, but yeah, they kind of taste like perfume. I yeah, hate those. I mean, <laughs> those are so bad. <laughs> Oh yeah. man! So yeah, if I were today, to make like a to answer your uh, question, all right, all right, good for you, man. I didn't have any. Did I have any candy? Oh, someone gave me a Jolly Rancher the other day. I put it in my pocket and it got melted. and I threw it away. So that's as close as I got to uh, having any candy. But happy Valentine's Day, Spencer. Hope you had a good day with with your Thank significant you. other. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. You as well. Hope you and Molly Thanks. had a great day as well. Yeah. Really, really hits home right there. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, for all of you listening, if you had a, if you did have a significant other, congrats. Good for you. And for all you single people out there. It's not the end of the world, man. I, I have a cat, and she ignores me most of the time, and I'm, I'm Just fine. To clarify, Molly's uh, your cat. Molly's a cat, yeah, for all you guys who didn't know. It, <laughs> it is not a human being. It is a cat that basically runs my life. Ah, she's such a fucking pain in the ass, dude. Anyways. Did you get her anything for Valentine's Day? Like a little, like, a ball of yarn? A little, like... You really... Uh, no, I, d- I did get her a new toy. I, it's a narwhal. I named it Nelly, and I got Bilbo... Um, a dragon oh, tell me this. Yeah, tell me and named this. it yeah. Dimitri. So, and yeah, they do have treats. I just haven't given them to them yet. Anyways, we can cut all that out. Uh, welcome back to Mainstream Boys. We did watch two new release films this week. Uh, two very different films, but, uh, you know, we like to have variety on this show. Uh, we watched Willy's Wonderland 2021 film with Nicolas Cage and the uh, HBO Max original slash theaters film Judas and the Black Messiah. So, Quite a variety of films here, Spencer. Were you excited going into these films this week? I was very excited for both of these movies, to be honest. I had heard of Willy's Wonderland uh, back when it was called Wally's Wonderland. Uh, it was The like, headlines came out about a year or so ago, and it was like, yeah, Nicolas Cage is going to battle possessed animatronics. And I was like, okay, I'm 100% down to see this movie. Uh, yeah. And then it just kind of randomly came out this weekend with no marketing, so that's like not the greatest sign. But yeah, I mean, I was excited to see that one, and then obviously Judas and the Black Messiah, you know, Oscar contention, uh, some great performances, some historical, um, you know, movie that I had didn't really know too much about. So yeah, yeah, Judas and the Black. Or I'm sorry, uh, Willie's Wonderland. I was just like, I looked at that, and like I've already always been sort of horrified of animatronics like i wasn't a big fan of chuck e cheese i don't think i went very many times as a child but i didn't really feel like going at any given time so um is that a place you visited as a young child spencer no, did you ever go I, to chuck I, e cheese i think i maybe have gone there like once or twice but not not nothing memorable i remember me. jokers did jokers have animatronics I, I barely remember jokers as well i don't <laughs> have a huge history in animatronics <laughs> myself uh other than just seeing the plot line for this movie and being like all right Nicolas right. Cage battling animatronics I'm gonna watch it 
All right, well, let's let's get right into it. Uh, this is Willy's Wonderland. He's not trapped in here with them. They're trapped in here with him. It's your birthday, and we want you to I enjoy a man a few words. Anyways, yeah, it has a 5.8 on IMDb, a 63% critical rating. You can get it on VOD. It's about a quiet drifter who's tricked into a janitorial job at the now condemned Wally's... Wow, even the... Uh... The synopsis wasn't fixed. Like uh, Willie's Wally's was the original name. I think it's a much better title. <laughs> yeah, I kind of agree. Maybe it's because uh, Wally World from Vic- Vacation. Maybe that. And they were like, oh, wait. Know. Who Maybe. cares? Uh, I'm going to call it Wally's Wonderland. Uh, the mundane tasks suddenly become an all-out fight for survival against wave after wave of demonic animatronics. Fists fly, kicks land, titans clash, and only one side will make it out alive. Damn. Uh, directed by Kevin Lewis, who has basically dropped off the face of the planet for the last 15 years until he made this movie. As if you know what he's been up to in his life. I, Come on. I mean, but, like, in you terms look, of according, directing, sure. But no, I'm it, sure he's been busy. Come on. Well, I don't... I'm <laughs> he's sure been he's, abducted I, by I, aliens. Jesus. Like, maybe he, maybe he ran a diner that failed during the pandemic and was like, hey, Nick, uh, I have this script i wrote in 2008 you want to throw it together and nick was like i got nothing better to do do i have to say anything no okay yeah <laughs> let's fucking do it <laughs> that's how uh, you want to imagine the situation going down i, I think sure. that's how the phone call went or the zoom call okay. however you want to look at it uh but this totally. does have nicholas cage who plays the janitor um we all know nicholas cage i love nicholas cage uh, check out our post on instagram a couple other no-name actors but there actually was one i recognized called kaylee cohen who's an instagram model who I don't know. I was like, why the fuck is she in this movie? Wait, you know who she is? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I only we... knew who Nicolas Cage was, obviously. I didn't know anyone else in this movie. Yeah, it's it's the blonde girl who kept blowing bubbles with gum and doing and saying stupid stuff. Yeah, she was like the run-of-the-mill blonde girl in a horror film. So, yeah, perfect role for her. Yeah, anyways, yeah, this movie just looked kind of like a really fun time. Came out of nowhere. I love Nicolas Cage, and why not just watch him be a badass and wear a t-shirt and go around and fight a bunch of animatronic robots? So, I was down for this one. It's only an hour and 28 minutes, so it, it honestly flies by. And for the most part, I think it's, you know, it was it was stupid at times, but I had a, a pretty fun time with it. Uh, what about you, Spencer? I'm glad that you had a fun time with it because I really wanted to have a fun time with this. Aww. And this movie was borderline unwatchable for me. Um, really? At least, okay, at least for the first third of the movie. When the... Nicolas Cage does get the opportunity to beat the shit out of the animatronics and having blood spurt out of them for no fucking reason at all. Was oil. It's fun. It was cool. It's like, but it didn't save the movie whatsoever because I found that the movie took itself way too seriously to the point where it was just cringy. Like, I wanted the movie to have fun with itself. And I, it, I struggled to match whatever the movie was trying to do in terms of fun because it wasn't there, uh, at least for me. And. Oh, Right. I don't know. I, I was just, maybe it was my expectations of like, oh, Nicolas Cage battle in animatronics is going to be awesome. He doesn't say a word in the entire film. And I think that was a missed opportunity to let him just full on rage. Cause I he could have had that. some insane one liners, you know, I don't know why they didn't do that. It, but like, it just made the movie boring to me. It just, and that's the thing. The movie is, it was just painfully boring. Like the first half of the movie, 
I just was like, I almost turned it off. I almost texted him, just like, let's just uh, let's just skip this. Oh one. no! <laughs> but once it picked up, once like Freebird started playing, he was just beating the shit out of animatronics. I'm like, okay, here's the movie I was hoping to see. I just wanted more energy with the film, and I uh, I couldn't get that. But I don't know. It sounded like you very much enjoyed it, though. So I'm glad it is working for for some people. I don't know about very much enjoyed it. I, I just thought that it, it was kind of not to the fullest extent, but it was pretty much what I expected. I think Nicolas Cage is he plays a badass. I didn't like how he didn't say anything. Um, he had some weird quirks about his character. Like he was kind of had this like OCD thing about him where like every hour he had to go drink a cherry Coke or oh, no, play it was some like pinball an or... drink. And yeah, it, there's like a 10 minute sequence where he just is playing pinball. As a, it's just multiple like, times throughout the movie i and there was never explained so that there were some weird quirks with his character there were some badass moments um and basically all the other characters are completely throwaway like it and just cookie cutter versions of horror movie no, they're there teenagers to be killed like, by the animatronics they're there for just uh blood and yeah that's and, it and that's fine and i and i I expected that, and I was like, all right, this is fine, whatever, let's get past this and just worry about Nicolas Cage. But I think with the overall story, it could have been really, really, really stupid, but I actually think that they took the liberty and did try to create exposition surrounding these animatronics when it came to, like, the backstory about the serial killer and how they ended up... I know, but it was so cookie-cutter and, like... But and like the at least they did something. Like, oh, here we go! <laughs> it's like, come on. I, I I see where you're coming from. I do. I I guess for me it was just like I was in the mindset. I was like, wow, they're actually like trying to make some sense out of this. Okay, all right, congrats. Uh, I'll I'll roll with it. But yeah, it's stupid. It's I can see how you were bored. I think there were Nicolas Cage could have been way cooler. He definitely could have. But the action scenes definitely were pretty cool. So the premise, like the, a, a very fun movie is there with that premise i just don't think what they were able to do worked and like that's the thing i thought this movie was gonna get some sort of release i didn't even know it was coming out this weekend until like we woke up friday morning and saw like vod the vod list and bam willie's wonderland i'm like wait isn't that the it is holy shit let's yeah we're watching this and it's like i was psyched i was like all right we're gonna watch this is gonna be nicholas cage and be a fun movie and it was just boring oh my god was there anything redeeming aside from just him just beating the shit out of robots? Like any funny moments that you're like, like you chuckled at, or you were just like kind of straight face cringing the whole time? Um, what about the t-shirt thing? I thought it was funny how he would kill a robot and then put he had a stack on. of t-shirts and he would just go back, put the other shirt on, and then he was back to cleaning the bathroom. It made no sense, but know. it was kind of funny. Yeah, I don't know. I just did not enjoy watching this movie where I thought it could be like a fun meta comedy and it just like there was no comedy in this movie for me i I didn't i guess i didn't did you laugh like what scenes did you laugh at uh (laughs) i guess i think i just sat there in disbelief as to what i was watching i was like this is is just kind of wild a different enjoyment factor i guess yeah Uh, i think it even could have been more bloody with like the kills like they actually didn't show some of the kills i was like wow why wouldn't you show Kelly Cohen, the Instagram model, getting completely mutilated. That would have been awesome. And why wasn't Bella Thorne in this movie? This is like her perfect fucking film. You know what I mean? It was just very low budget. They did what they could. It just didn't work for me where I thought that it could. Like the, like the premise, Nicolas Cage beating the shit out of animatronics. Yeah, I'm going to watch yeah. it. 
I want to. I'm literally trying to do like a bucket list of watching every single Nicolas Cage movie out there. I've. Uh, I just went uh, to Letterbox and I think I've seen 34 out of his films. Wow, that's uh, a lot. Oh, sorry, I've seen 34 out of like 111 of his films, uh, at least on Letterbox. Doing okay, and especially even I've seen some of the obscure VOD ones that no one else has seen. I don't know because like the the crazy movies that he's come out with in the last couple of years, like Mandy and uh, The Color Out of Space, these kind of ridiculous movies have been pretty entertaining and pretty fun for me at least. And I thought this one kind of could be in that same tone or genre as in like these like obscure Nicolas Cage films like at work. But I think it's the biggest missed opportunity was just having him be this mute, boring character that just like, okay, sure, he can unleash hell and beat the shit out of animatronics. But like, you know, so could like Dolph Lundgren. I mean, he could easily be in this movie. Like, and the way that they used him, they could have used any actor. You know, it didn't like, serve him exactly. No, yeah. you're right, and because he's he's such a vocal, crazy guy, and he didn't say anything other than a few grunts and groans. I mean, that was it. Yeah. For some reason, he had a Chevy Camaro, and they seemed to accentuate the car. It seemed like a really long Chevy commercial at times, like a feature length Chevy commercial for some reason. Um, yeah, but that's fine. I think we we can move on. I think I'll uh what would you give the film? I gave it a one and a half out of five. I'm never really this low with movies. Um I just was very let down by it because I expected to have fun with it and I really didn't. I was very bummed when it ended. I was just kinda like I feel I felt like I wasted my time and that is why I think I'm so negative with the movie. Because I don't usually feel that way. I'm usually pretty happy. I'm like, all right, you know, I liked it. If, even if I didn't love it, yeah, it was good, but no. Expectations can be a burden because for me, I didn't have any. And uh, yeah. I think I went in and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm down. I, I agree, though. You do bring up some good points where I think they just made a lot of missed opportunities with Nick Cage's character. The the film as a whole, the storyline was, it, it did end up making sense. But like his character made no sense under the circumstances. It just, it went nowhere other than him just being a badass for some reason. So yeah, and I, I think the film some fun action scenes but other than that yeah it's not great uh i'm gonna go i'm gonna go two and a half out of five i think it was just it was a solid fun movie um if you want to turn your brain off i don't think you're gonna hate this maybe you will um if you do have high expectations going in but if you're a nick cage fan you want to check it off the list yeah why not that's one that that's how i could recommend it is if you're trying to do the ridiculous challenge of watching all the nicholas cage movies yeah go ahead (laughs) In a month, March 19th, we have another Nicolas Cage opportunity. Nicolas Cage plays himself. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about this. It's yep. called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. A cash-strapped Nicolas Cage agrees to make a paid appearance at a billionaire superfan's birthday party, but is really an informant for the CIA since the billionaire <laughs> fan is a drug kingpin and gets cast in a Tarantino movie. What the okay. fuck? <laughs> Has Nicolas Cage, obviously, played yeah. himself. Has Pedro Pascal, Mandalorian, yeah, and the uh, Mandalorian. Wonder Woman, Neil Patrick Harris, and uh, Tiffany Haddish. Okay. Uh, I mean, maybe he makes an appearance, but Nicolas Cage apparently reprises like his roles from like Face Off, Con Air, Leaving Las Vegas, Gone in 60 Seconds. So like this one could awesome. be a full okay. Cage on like awesome movie. So March 19th. Here we are for the second film of the week. Uh, it's a very Oscar Beatty film, but something with a fantastic message with some fantastic performances. It is Judas and the Black Messiah. 18 months for the stolen car. Five years for impersonating a federal officer. Or you can go home. The Black Panthers 
are forming a rainbow coalition of oppressed brothers and sisters of every color. Their aim is to sow hatred and inspire terror. This is Rated R, two hours and six minutes. It's on HBO Max and in theaters. If you want to go out there and watch it in theaters, it has a 7.9 on IMDb. 96% for rating on Rotten Tomatoes. True real-life story of Fred Hampton, deputy chairman of the National Black Panther Party, who was assassinated in 1969 by a Cook County tactical unit on the orders of the FBI and Chicago Police Department. Directed by Shaka King, who hasn't really done anything other than a couple episodes of Shrill, which is that A.D. Bryant TV show I've on Hulu. I've seen posters of that, yeah. But you know she he's is? gonna have a career after this movie, but uh, oh, yes, absolutely, I do. I do know who Amy Bryant is. Yes, yeah. So, uh, kind of a first big directorial movie. Um, I don't know if he's gonna be recognized come Oscar season, but I'm sure he'll get some projects down the road. Uh, it does have Daniel Kaluuya in it, who plays uh, Fred Hampton from Get Out. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield, who was also in Get Out, and Sorry to Bother You, which is which was. Uh, which was his uh, bigger role, and then also Jesse Plemons with Spencer. You uh, you had an interaction with him at one point, and there's a lot of other people, but those are kind of the main four uh, people in this film. So, what did you think going into this one? Because I didn't really know much about it other than knowing it was kind of a true story, how to do the Black Panther Party, um, but I didn't know any of the really like historical elements or anything because I'm a very uneducated individual. So. Um, I just kind of like to sit down, relax, and watch a film. Yeah, I mean, I definitely knew who Fred Hampton was. Uh, he's popped up in other movies that we've seen. I mean, if you've seen Forrest Gump, if you remember the scene of him in uh, Washington, D.C., uh, there's a scene with him and Fred Hampton uh, that's there. But, yeah, I didn't know, like, all the details of his life and, like, and what kind of went down uh, that this movie depicts. But I was very much looking forward to it. I heard that Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield give phenomenal performances, like, Best Supporting Actor nominations, maybe. Uh, and after seeing it, I could definitely agree with that hype. Uh, they are powerhouses in this movie. They are so magnetic when they're on sc- the screen. And yeah, I-, I can't wait to see their career like bloom from here. I mean, already they're getting this recognition. It already has. Getting, I mean, and yeah, he already has as well. So it's, it's so deserving. And yeah, Shaka Kane, the direction in this movie is probably one of the best I've seen in the last like year. It's so tension filled like every scene it's like this like ticking time bomb is what it feels like because i mean if you know fred hampton ultimately like, what happens you kind of you know you're waiting for that scene to kind of happen it's like oh my god and it's they do a great job with this movie i think yeah i i think that this movie does obviously have incredible performances but when it comes to just kind of the raw realistic look at kind of just how the fbi infiltrates the black panther party it's just like Holy shit, the police force is fucking terrible. Because so corrupt. Uh, it's and just the like especially behind closed doors, the stuff that they say to each other, I'm just like, dude, people are fucking awful. Like the the way that they think well, it's just there's that great oh, scene man, highlighted bro. in this movie when uh, Jesse Plemons is in that office with uh, the very like beefed up Martin Sheen <laughs> playing J. Edgar Hoover in like some, you know, prosthetics and they were talking about how they just sacrificed one of their like informants or something. Um, yeah, so fucked up, dude. Just so oh they could God. go in on like uh, and get like a warrant or like um, put like a raid on or something. Like like, and Jesse Plemons is just sitting there like being like, "Oh my God!" Like this is what he's like I, us in that I, situation. Like, he's insane. like, he's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" But then he just goes right down that hole because the guy J Edgar Hoover threatens his family and like that scene dude, it was so intense. It was like, oh, "Holy fuck!" Like this is so corrupt and messed up. Yeah, and they were able to make intense scenes with Jesse Plemons' character, and then obviously, especially with uh, 
uh, Lakeith Stanfield, which I, I really think he was the standout in this movie. He's He is the lead. He plays the informant. This guy that's literally just like, he has to deal with the pressure of the Black Panther Party and the FBI on his ass for like five or six years as he's playing a rat. I mean, basically, this guy's life is at risk from multiple standpoints throughout this time and all the way up to the very end. I mean, I, I couldn't believe what it revealed at the end of the movie that happened in history with this guy. It's just like, I couldn't yeah. imagine what he went through. It and, was, it, oh, yeah, God. it's insane. And I love the uh, Donnie Brasco aspect to this movie. Yeah, that no. Definitely. I kind of thought that this movie was going to be like an undercover cop movie, and it, it, it and essentially kind of was. Uh, just he was more of an informant um, for the FBI. But yeah, I just seen like what he would go through, then how much he just got caught into the wave of the of the movement of the Black Panthers, and like he was like willing to die for the movement, and like that scene with the guys go bomb City Hall. And he's like, and they're like, "What are you fucking talking about? You're crazy." <laughs> like, he was willing to go out. Like, yeah, he, he it, really it was, was insane. And then the and this is more spoiler, but like that ending, this, this movie with the text and stuff, and it kind of gets to like the real stuff. It's such a punch in the gut, and especially if, since like, you didn't know all of the details, like I didn't. I don't know. It just was so impactful, and I was like, "Damn!" I, I was very, I was very happy that I watched it, but it is going to be a movie that isn't really rewatchable. <laughs> I think. That's the thing. I think when the credits finally roll and it shows all the the real historical elements, it's like, wow, all these characters that you just fell in love with, yeah, uh, they all got screwed over and died. It's like, holy shit, they got screwed over by the Civil Court, which had a 25-year case with them, and they only paid out a little bit over a million dollars. Oh, I know. I was so pissed when I saw that text. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, it's the 80s. Not surprised. I feel like the same situation probably happened now. It's, It's so messed up and then it's just a lot of stuff that i don't want to spoil but like if you're interested in this type of history i mean there's there's a lot to read up on uh outside of the film itself but yeah the film is is really good it's a very raw look at what happens um especially that final raid the police raid which oh that was was leading yeah it was terrible but the tension that they built up leading up to that um i don't even know if you realize that uh, Lakeith Stanfield's character had such a role in that, and that's why. Well, he drew the blueprint for Jesse Plemons for the raid, so that's how they knew what room he was going to be in. And he drugs Daniel Kaluuya, so that's why right, he didn't wake exactly. up. Yeah, he gave him which... like the sleep stuff. So, oh man, there's just so many dark, depressing things about this, but the film as a whole is fantastic. I mean, I think, like I said, the directing is great. The performances are phenomenal. I love the cinematography in this. Like, there's a lot of scenes that are taking place at night, and if you know a little bit about uh, a little movie magic, they always do a wet down at nighttime because they just, like, the, the way that the light reflects off the pavement is just so beautiful, so you can just put a whole bunch of nice, like, gold lights on that. And it just pops, and like they just the movie looked amazing, especially those scenes because any scene at night it was like rainy, and it just looked amazing. Like I don't know, I just that's one little thing that I picked up on that I loved, and the score very very good because it added to that tension because it was like mainly like with drums, a lot of percussion, but like and it was a little unorthodox. It was like there was a score like it sounded interesting and were different in uh, certain places, but it worked for what the movie was doing and uh, that was something that i did pick up on that was pretty awesome yeah no it's it's definitely a movie that is is already being recognized at the golden globes and uh, other award shows but when it comes to the oscars i'm sure it will be heavily represented with uh 
maybe maybe score maybe cinematography and definitely acting categories um it's definitely something you should check out if you're into these oscar movies or just history in general this is a really good historic look at uh something that happened back in the the late 60s early 70s um yeah i i thought it was really really well done um and it just it's a gut punch throughout throughout most of the movie it's just like damn this is just brutal what these people went through i'd be very i'd be very curious to see uh what kind of oscar recognition this movie does get because i think it's very deserving of a director nomination a screenplay nomination supporting actor nominations uh it's i think it's should be in the conversation and i think it just got um daniel kalua for best supporting actor and it got a best original song nomination uh at the Golden oh. Globes. so how about that you know we'll see what the uh oscars have to do for that movie but i'm gonna go four and a half out of five uh if it had gotten released in 2020 it probably would have been one of my favorites of that year but this is officially a 2021 film uh, definitely watch it before it leaves hbo max it's definitely worth it um and i hope it does get some oscar recognition um if it sneaks a best picture nomination as well that'd be awesome but this is this is great great movie this is one of those movies that's like obviously it's really really good but in terms of like putting it at the top of my list i try to look for entertainment value uh stuff that really hits home for me and stuff that's rewatchable this is not one of those movies but it's it's action packed with really good performances, really good direction. I mean, there's there's a, not very many negative things you could say about it. So I would give it four and a half out of five as well. I think it's it's a very very good movie. Uh, Spencer, what do we have coming out next week on Mainstream Boys? Yeah, we have Nomadland. It's coming out on Hulu, and uh, I saw this a couple of months ago. It's it's worth watching, and I maybe Nate might make an appearance next week. Um, but it's kind of part documentary, it's part real, like narrative, like it's kind of Francis McDormand interacting with real nomads, just real people living in their vans, working at Amazon, and they, they crafted a story around it. It's Wait, very is this modern fascinating. Day? Yeah, I mean, it's probably you probably take place in modern day. It's people living, okay, because people living in vans is like huge now. That's like an yeah, Instagram nomads. thing. That's like what they people... call them, nomads. And so she just lives in a van. Yes, yeah, so you'll you'll find out what happens. But it's it's a very just it, it it's a quiet movie. It's a little melancholy, but it the movie's beautiful. It has some of the best cinematography of the year. I think um, that's I think it might win best cinematography. It's shot really well. Um, I can't wait to talk about it next week. Um, it's I've been hating on this movie just because I'm like, oh, it's Francis McDormand living in a van. But yeah, the reality like, is, oh, Skull Island. You're not going to see Godzilla just come in and start kicking all the vans and like causing like havoc. It's Could you imagine what a crossover that would be? Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> just smash the Kong. Kong. It ends with Kong kicking the van. Francis McDormand <laughs> flying through the fucking air. <laughs> I would be down for that. Uh, yeah, you can watch that on Hulu though. Uh, what's the other film? There's something with Peter Dinklage, The Dink. I care a lot. Yeah, this one. Uh, this one premiered at TIFF. I don't know too much about it. I've heard good things. I heard Rosamund Pike gives a great performance, um, but you know, we'll see. If, we'll see if it uh, makes an appearance next week on Mainstream Boy. Anyways, guys, that is gonna do it for Mainstream Boys this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We do have a few other shows. Make sure to check out the TMD Main Podcast, hosted by Spencer over there. It comes out bi-weekly, and we just talked about uh, Lost in Translation i origins and the original speaking of king kong the original king kong from 1933 so that's kind of exciting right sponsor oh yeah definitely and uh also collector's corner coming out this week we're going to be talking about your film arrival 
Uh, I haven't oh, seen yeah. this movie since theaters, so it's going to be an interesting rewatch. Um, so we'll be discussing Arrival on Wednesday this week. So uh, come back Wednesday. Fantastic. Can't wait for that one. Uh, yeah, thanks again for listening, guys. Happy Valentine's Day. I'm going to release this probably late this evening, so it will still be Valentine's Day. And uh, we'll see you next Monday. Toodles. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mainstream Boys. New episodes release every Monday, and you can stay up to date with everything Those Movie Dudes by following us on Instagram.